podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Frank Benali. This is Klaus Lundekwam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammonds here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia and he's done it! with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number. This is episode 128. Title, Mush? The Libra Mentalist. The Libra Mentalist. Very he good. does read between the lines. Very good. Today, we will look back at our home opener against Manchester United as St Mary's was once again full for the first time since the 7th of March 2020. That's 533 days or 76 weeks or one year, five months and 15 days. In short, it's a long fucking time. It was great to hear uh, and it was great to be a part of. It was, um, yeah, I guess, you know, I, I was I was going there with the with the mindset of whatever happens, no one's going to take this experience away. Um, and yes, it was uh, it was a great experience to be back at a full stadium again. Uh, and later we will look ahead to a busy week of travel Firstly, back to South Wales uh, as we play uh, play Newport County in the Carabao Cup second round. Uh, Then up to the not very rewarding journey that is the North East to St. James's Park, where we face Newcastle United. Uh, We'll bring in Tim for the previews, but let's get in the Moscow mush Kevin Milverton first. Kevin, that was all right, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Um, Wasn't expecting that. No, well, our predictions would, 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 would say that. That's certainly true, yeah. Oh, doom and gloom's over, that's it, we're going to win the fucking league now. <laughs> Slow down. <laughs> um, how are you this week? I'm all right, yeah. It's been a relatively quiet week, although, um, as it turns out, we were, I, we were getting quite high water bills for some reason. So we had a guy around to check the meter, and... Um, yeah, we had to have a, a new water meter fitted just minutes before kickoff. But um, yeah, we've had we've been painting. It turns out for the whole building's uh, water for the last few months Fuck without realising it. So yeah, <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but it's yeah going to cost us about two hundred quid. So yeah, Fuck us. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as I said, it was great to be back, full stadium. Uh, we've missed it all. How was it from your from your point of view? What was the what was the sound like? 
Yeah, St. Mary's in full force. Um, so, yes, surprisingly vocal, considering how annoyed the fan base has been at well, just about everything, you know, tactics, transfers, season tickets, queuing. everything. Yeah, <laughs> queuing. Queuing at St. Mary's, who'd have fucking thunk it? Yeah. Oh, how we've missed it. <laughs> yes, it's back now. Yes, I'm, I'm determined to enjoy this season anyway. I mean, I believe it's going to be a difficult one for us, but a point against Man United is something that, well, I guess it's something that every other team in the league will consider positive, right? You know, if you're Man, Man City, Liverpool, getting a point against Man United is definitely a good thing. Certainly, yeah, and they looked unstoppable last week, so the fact that we've managed to stop them is uh, nothing short of a miracle. It was. Um, right, shall we uh, go into some ITN news then? Yes. This is ITN In That Number News. Okay, Kevin, ITN News then. Do you want to kick off? Yeah, just um, because Twitter's been alive with irate people uh, complaining that their season tickets haven't turned up, even though they paid for them months ago, and that they had to queue up for up to hours on end at St Mary's, either during the week or before the match. But yeah, thousands of... uh, Fans didn't get theirs at all. They um, usually do cut it fine, though. I don't know. I mean, I, we know, we're normally used to some sort of fuck-up at the beginning of the season. I mean, it's either the, the shirts or the sponsors or something, but I've, I've not or seen... Or the results, this yeah. Or the, or the results, that's pretty much a certain... That's a, that's a given, really, isn't it? But, yeah, just the sky was uh, showing sort of the live feed from the stadium, and you could see the queue stretching out for quite a while down the Britannia Road there um, and the club has put a statement out apologising and they've said that anyone who bought um, tickets on general sale for that match will have their, their face value refunded yeah we did hear that in the stadium and yeah, what about, but what I, about me not of empty seats mate did you not notice it? no I didn't no nothing new there either. <laughs> But against Man United, you expect a full house. And I was clearly drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, drunk on the euphoria of uh, getting a point against United. Indeed, yeah. And points as well. But yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about season ticket holders because, you know, if you've had to queue for an hour, you know, or an hour and a half or two hours or whatever, and you've missed the first half of that match, surely you're due a refund as well. Well, yeah, there was a bit of a queue to get in. Um, but I just assumed it was people, you know, everyone being checked, that you know, their jabs, their vaccination record. I just assumed that was the hold up. But I'm not Jeeps. joking. The, the turnstile, it, I mean, the queue for that was winding uh, right the way back to the fan zone area, which was crazy just to get. And I thought I was going to miss the game. It was like it's about a quarter to three and I was still at the back of the queue. And I thought, my goodness, I'm not, but I managed to get in five minutes before kickoff. That's um, and it was fine. Everything was um was smooth for me. So they yeah. checked your QR code for your vaccination status. No, no, they didn't. I think it was just you know random spot checks. But I was uh, <laughs> I was fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You look like an anti-vaxxer. Come over, English. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We'll move on to some some positive news. Uh, James Ward-Prowse signed a shiny new deal on Thursday night, uh, committing his future. This is great news, isn't it? All those rumours can now cease. Yeah, so uh, a gilded fuck you to Aston Villa, basically. Hands off, yeah. 
And it also makes him the highest paid player at this club, which, I mean, he deserves it, doesn't he? If anyone does, he does. Well, yeah, over Fraser Forster, who's not even getting a look into it, of course. <laughs> um, yeah, to commit my future again to this football club is something I'm incredibly proud of, and a new chapter begins now for me. It's probably the first time in my career that I've had that link away and that talk, but I think I was very keen to sit down and talk to the club, and it's worked both ways. They've sat down and told me their admiration for me and the way they want me to lead the team, and this club's done so much for me. I can't put into words the opportunities and chances they've given me, and I'm incredibly grateful for the club, to the club for doing that. I'm not finished yet here. I still have a lot left to give this football club and I want to be there leading this team ensuring I can give everything back and repay the faith that the club has shown to me since I was eight years old. Oh, and I believe that. Yeah, and uh, he doesn't say, like, I'm going to be here forever. Um, yeah, I want to spend my entire career here. But, I mean, if he plays out that five years, I mean, that's pretty much most of his career, isn't it? It will be, yeah. Yeah, you might sign another one by then, let's hope. Yeah, we can call him James Ward God. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, one more incoming, by the looks of it. Brazilian centre-back, Lianco from uh, Torino. Deal in principle was done, apparently, just awaiting his medical and the announcement. Yeah, <laughs> we'll have to think up a, a chance. So what rhymes with Lianca? Lianco. Oh, Lianco. Okay, oh, that's all right then. Um, I don't know, I've been hearing these things on um, some people, Torino fans have been saying you're fucking welcome to him uh, that he's, you know, a bit of a poser likes his um, show reels on Instagram and all that sort of thing So, Lamina, Pella, Danny Osvaldo Well, I mean, who was the last uh, centre-back that we got from Syria uh, who was highly was ranked <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> look how that worked out uh, Wow, I mean Yeah there is that. But let's be positive, yeah? We don't know anything about him. He could be... No, not at all. I'm reserving judgment, but yeah, I'm not getting too excited about it him. Be, I think... It could be another Virgil van Dijk. <laughs> <laughs> don't kid yourself, mate. Why I mean, not? <laughs> that's a once-in-a-generation sort of signing, really, isn't it? It is, yeah. But you never know. Well, yeah, as you say, it could it could, could be a flop, but we'll we see. Defender. He's coming in. Let's have a look at him. Let's do it. Why not? It's going to be more depth either way, isn't it? In regards to our next opponents, uh, Newport, their boss, Michael Flynn, will miss the clash on Wednesday night after testing positive for coronavirus. So uh, they're without a manager. Well, this happened to us last season, didn't it, with um, Shrewsbury? Yes, I believe it did. Yeah, well remembered, Kevin. My my last bit of news uh, is the uh, Franny Benali autobiography launched this week. Uh, Have you got yourself a copy yet? I haven't, no, I don't know. Um, I suppose get delivered from Amazon or something. Maybe I'll, I'll get one for Christmas. Kevin, transfer roundabout, do you want to do it? Yeah, let's have a quick spin then. Okay, uh, transfer roundabout. Now, I mentioned about Lianco coming in, um, so a lot of these that we've got on the roundabout aren't, aren't going to be relevant anymore. Um, but there have been a few links over the last week. Uh, Nat Phillips from Liverpool. Yeah, he's come up before, isn't he? Yeah. Uh, Gary Cahill, which has proved to be false. I don't think we could afford his wages, to be honest. You'd have to take a big pay cut, but yeah. Um, and uh, Joe Worrell from Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Also, uh, 
Tosin Adarabioya. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he's been mentioned also. Uh, And another one that sounds like it's made up, but um, yeah, 17 year old deaf back Thierry Small. Oh, yes, of course. I forgot him, yeah. From Everton, yeah. But yeah, I think, you know, I think we were only in the market for just one more player, even though you'd ideally like two or three, but it's the reality. I'd like like another 11. Let's get him in. (laughs) Or just uh, leave Livermento, Adam Armstrong. Yeah. Jason Prowse. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Lone Watch. Uh, Kane Ramsey uh, played 79 minutes in there and Cruz home loss to Accrington. Um, he, got, he picked up another booking, Kev. That's his third. Wow. Just a yellow this time, man. Yes, yes. Just a yellow. Brew, yeah, currently sitting in the relegation zone in 22nd place. So not Bullshit. great for Kane Ramsey. Uh, not having a lot of luck, is he? Uh, Dan and Lundaloo, he's still making his slow return to action with Lincoln, uh, but he came on at halftime in Lincoln's 1-0 loss to Wickham, uh, and Lincoln are currently sitting in 17th position, so still not doing so well over there, but he hasn't played an awful lot, so um, there is that. Uh, Will Ferry at Crawley, he played all 90 minutes in Crawley's 6-3 thrashing away to Forest Green. That's an important scoreline when Saints play United, isn't it? 6-3. Mm. Um, Crawley currently in 19th. So the Lonies aren't having the best of time at the moment. I'd say they've come from uh, a B team that's been relegated to... <laughs> yeah. Uh, and speaking of the B team, didn't start the season well at all, did they? Uh, in, in fact, they, they started like they finished last season, rock bottom of the league. They lost 3-0 uh, at home to Norwich. Abu Kamara with a hat trick, uh, two of them from the spot. Slightly unfair reflection on the on their performance, I think, because they played well. I know it sounds strange to say you lose three 0 but you played well. But you know, first fifteen minutes were all Saints. Um, created lots of chances. Uh, a legby hit the post. He actually hit both posts with one shot. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, uh, and Caleb Watts he smashed the post uh, in the second half. And the you know Norwich's first two goals were totally against the run of play. So it doesn't do them justice there, really. But, yeah, not not great. Um, and they play their second game on Monday. That's tomorrow. Monday the 23rd. Uh, that's away to Nottingham Forest at the Impact Arena. <laughs> hmm. Let's go for some impact. Uh, the women uh, fared a lot better than the Bees and, and the first team last week. Uh, they beat MK Dons at home, 3-1. Goals uh, from Lucia Kendall. She's got two. Uh, she was... Fucking brilliant in this game. Her second was a beaut as well. If you get a chance to look at it, do it. Um, and Ella Pusey scored the third. Uh, MK Dons scored theirs for a penalty. Right. Please watch the highlights of this because this was the most undeserving penalty I've ever seen in my life. It was a ridiculous decision. It was just a shoulder, not even a shoulder barge. And the referee says penalty. It's, um, yeah, ridiculous. Uh, could and should have been more, but. Well played to the ladies, uh, and they've got their second game against Plymouth today, actually. So um, I don't know how they're doing. Yeah, finished three 0 to to the Saints. Did it really? Mm. Oh, fantastic! Because Plymouth have been doing it really well. They've been they've been thrashing teams. Okay, well we'll report about that uh, next week. Uh, for now, that is it for the ICN news. This is Klaus Lundekvam, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay, then, Kev, Man United. Uh, It finished 1-1, a point 
Uh, an own goal from Fred uh, from a Shea Adams shot and Mason Greenwood with the leveller shortly after half time. Uh, the starters then, Kev, it remained the same as that Everton loss. Slightly risky, though, I thought. You know, there was a few. Let's just say there was some frowns, some question marks at the stadium. Was it the same for you? Yeah, just complete bewilderment, to be honest. Uh, I was expecting three or four changes. Um, I think it's a stretch maybe to expect Forster and goal, but at least Bednarik and for Stevens, um, Walker Peters in there, um, just ditch Walcott and Gineppo. Yeah, I don't quite know what he was thinking with it, to be honest. I'm still trying to... I mean, it's, it's, it's easy when you're looking back at the result and saying, well, that's what he's done. But at the start of the game, you're thinking, what, what, what's he thinking? What, what's his thinking? Why is he keeping this the same? Where's he getting this confidence in him? Yeah, I mean, with, you know, with hindsight and immense respect, I think it's reasonably difficult to criticise the team selection based on the result and the performance. But... Still, I would be disappointed if I saw that starting 11 against Newcastle. Well, I suppose there was one change. It was um, Stuart Armstrong was absent. Um, uh, Shane Long replaced him on the bench. So that was the only difference, really. Um, but the game, Kevin, it was a bright start, I thought. The first couple of minutes was, was excellent. You know, they forced a, a couple of uh, set pieces straight away and De Gea had to make an early save from a Prousey free kick. Yeah. Um, I mean, it was quite a, quite a clever free kick, but he did, didn't manage to pull it off. Uh, David De Gea was, um, yeah. Was Whoa, you just better. called him David. Whoa. David to G. Dave, David G. Dave G. Yeah, the, 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 I thought it was a, it, it was a decent start, and it was a it was welcome as well because I was expecting an onslaught from the off. To be honest, I was expecting them to sit back behind the ball and just let United attack. But they didn't. They went straight for it. I mean, we usually start games pretty well, and then you know we, we falter down the like 60 minute mark or whatever. But, but yeah, nice, nice, bright, positive start. It was good. Um, but then there was a moment, Kev. That it, I don't know what it, it. Time just seemed to stand still. Uh, it was the United free kick. And Bruno whips it into the box. And McCarthy doesn't know whether to stay or go. Kind of gets caught out in between the two. Uh, Martial gets something on it. And it just seems like everything stopped there when the ball was just coming down onto the crossbar. Uh, yeah. I mean, did you see it in slow motion? Cause, um, I, I, wa- I watched it live in slow motion. <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. <laughs> it was just like, oh, happening. my God. I was like, why aren't people getting that ball? I can see it, but no one's moving. <laughs> Clear the bastard ball. Yeah. Oh, my just, God. You see it ping off the bar. And I thought, what's McCarthy doing in the net? What's he doing? There's a lot of bodies in the boat. Was it Maguire's foot or Pogba's head that uh, gets it onto the crossbar? I think it was Pogba. Pogba. The Pogba. Pogba. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's Salisu who stood that I think is more fortune than by design. Um, blocks Martial's header off the line. And then Livramento, really thick quinking. Thick quinking. <laughs> 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 my first spoonerism of the day. I'm keeping that. Not my first time. <laughs> uh, mm. Really, yeah, really thick quinking from um, <laughs> from Lionel uh, to Romento <laughs> to kind of hook it out for Romero to clear it. Yes, uh, he looked good. He looked good all over the place, didn't he, really? But we'll, we'll get to him in a bit. Uh, Kevin, from what I saw then, United got a grip of the game and they saw lots of the ball, but, you know, you expect that. You know, whether you're playing at home or away to United, it doesn't matter. 
but then we took the lead. Jack yeah. Stevens winning the ball off of Bruno. Firstly, is that a foul for you? Uh, no, no. I think it's really smart from Jack Cock and Stevens to steal the ball. I think it's a brilliant challenge. Fernandez just doesn't believe that uh, he's got the audacity to do that and just proceeds to fall like a sack of shit. How dare you? Yeah, kind of like... <laughs> yeah. Me? Bruno yeah. Fernandez? <laughs> yeah. Do you know what? I'm going to be honest, hands up. I'm, I'm, I was at the other end of the ground, so I couldn't really see. All I saw was um, was a shove, and I thought it was a, a free kick. I thought, yeah, that's, that's a free kick. But... And then I've seen it since uh, uh, seen the highlights when I got home, and yeah, it's not a penalty. I just uh, not a penalty, sorry. It's not it's not a free kick. I just think that Bruno, I don't know, he kind of like wants too much time on the ball, and Stevens just you know gets on with it. And I don't think Bruno does himself any favors because he kind of throws him throws himself down too too easily and easily beaten. It's just a football challenge for me. It's just nothing in it, and you know the goal comes from that. So I mean, I've, I've seen Solskjaer's post match interview, and you know he, he, he's quick to talk about that. Um, the opening goal. I mean, yeah. would, you, would you have been aggrieved if it was the other way around? Uh, I mean, if we conceded, then yeah, of course I'd be aggrieved. But I mean, it, it's not a, an egregious fact. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, was it that Tom from Saints FC podcast calls him the, the Cornish Maldini? <laughs> <laughs> so a, a lovely little ball rolling along the edge of the box it goes through quite a few players. But um, yeah, Gineppo and Armstrong. Um, Gineppo, fair play. I mean, they both take one really quick touch each and um, to get it to, to Jay. And uh, he kind of sets it up on his left foot. And it, I suppose he's quite lucky to for it to take that huge deflection of Fred. I mean, look, looking back at the replays, I thought it was going in at the time. Um, well, for, for the first time, I thought it was his goal. But um, looking at the Me deflection, too. I thought it was going in. But yeah, it clearly wasn't. And um, that's what surprises to Hayer at the near post. Oh, don't you think it was going in? Um no, no. I'm I need to look at I need to look at it again white. because I thought it was Shay's goal. I mean they announced it was mm. Shay's goal at the stadium and and you know walking home I, I I had a look at the highlights and it was like I I don't I mean it definitely changed direction but I'm not yeah. but you're you're positive it wasn't going in. No, I mean I, you know I'd be the first person to give it to Shay but I'm looking back at it it does look like it's going wide. That's cleared that up for me then. Thank you. Kevin, uh, subs. <laughs> Early enough for you? Uh, well, yeah, this is, um, I, I was kind of joking, like, how many goals are we going to concede before Ralph makes his first substitution? As it turned out, none, because he did it at half time. Yes. And, um, I think, you know, we we're in quite a strong position at half time. Uh, United did run us ragged for, you know, about 15, 20 minutes that we were totally under the cosh, and there were so many set pieces to defend. And most of them, I mean, we either got lucky or actually defended them. Which was great. It, that fills me with immense pride because we don't deal with set pieces, and especially exactly. how, many, how many times Everton put the ball in the box last week from, I don't know, from corners and, and just generally crosses that, that we've dealt with it today. It, those, yeah, amazing. Those defensive nerves—they kind of went, and we just settled in after about twenty minutes or so, and then as getting towards uh, half time, really, really frustrated. And there's one moment where um, Perot was just shit housing it a corner off a Fred and um, I thought yes if we can frustrate him for the, the whole 90 minutes like this that would be brilliant yep and then nine minutes into the second half Mason Greenwood mm. grabs the equaliser um, you know how did you see this one because I mean I you know I couldn't see I was down the other end of the, of the of the stadium of course but yeah just Pogba dancing into the box it just kind of fell to Greenwood didn't it and he's not going to miss from there 
I, I think it goes through Salisu and McCarthy's legs. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, it seemed inevitable at that point because uh, they were just like Everton the week before, come out uh, after half time and just really, really turned on all the taps. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's Pogba being the player that Gineppo thinks he is, dancing in the box with his little step overs, um, defeating Livramento that way, and then quick one-two with Fernando beat just about all of the rest of the defence. And Mason Greenwood's there on the penalty spot. I mean, you've got Ward Prowse, who's a yard or two in front of him, who's not going to do anything, and just rolls it through Salisu's legs. And, I, I mean, you can say in McCarthy's defence that Salisu is blocking his view, but it yeah, just slides in just under his uh, thigh. It wasn't struck um, very well, was it? No, it wasn't the strongest of shots. Um, you'd think that he could be prepared for it, but I'm willing to forgive him on that one. Yeah, I wonder if you would have been if we had lost the game. <laughs> um, well, it depends what the second or third goal would have looked like, mate. <laughs> now, if that was the one that lost the game for us. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't really put him at fault, I don't think. No, because, I mean, United were starting to assert themselves at that point, as you said, and they were just getting more and more into the game and... Well, the, the thing that frustrated me at this point is that we couldn't keep the ball. Was when we tried to get something going, it was they were going backwards, trying to create some space, trying to switch the play, and United just closed everything down at this point and forced the mistakes. And these, you know, these passes were going astray. We had practically zero possession. Um, yeah, exactly. The, the touches were, were, you know, limited. And they were just pressing and pressing, and it, and then I, I don't know what I don't know what it was, but we suddenly flicked a switch because it just seemed to just we just seemed to settle into the second half a bit more after that point. And yeah. it, to me, this is the vital point because it's around these parts of the game where we switch off and and start to capitulate. I mean, you, you saw that last week against Everton. I mean, you, you don't have to look far to see it in most of our games. But you know, we should be proud of the resolve that we had here because. United were asserting themselves. They were going more and more into the game and getting all the possession. We rode it. We did. And then things got better for us. Adam Armstrong, he had that great chance that could have won the game. And, you know, De Gea makes the save. But, I mean, that go that goes in. That's three points, isn't it? Um, well, that was at least one point for sure. Um, you can never write off us throwing away at the last minute. Oh, United but... scoring. <laughs> Because they, yeah. they did that last season, didn't they? Yeah, um, but I think it's at least with the lineup. Uh, yeah, that's worrying that Ralph hasn't seen anything wrong with what happened last week. But the fact that he took off Walcott and put Bednarik on, so we switched to three at the back. Mm, yeah, um, that's that's quite smart, I suppose. That, that that's early to do it, wasn't it? He did that at half time. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> it's maybe earlier than we would have expected. Or oh, we're never happy, are we? <laughs> no, no, you can't please Saints fans. I mean, if we'd, if we'd have won, then yeah, we're saying it's uh, absolutely no. I think it, it's just it, it, it's it's uh, a is maybe something that we've missed. I mean, when he's at his best, obviously. This is what frustrated me about the game is when he come on, I thought, oh, okay. Walcott's off, bringing Bednarik on. Now are we going to sit back? It's like, because we don't know how to sit back. Oh, we did? Yes. But at the point, I'm like, why can't we just play like we do, like we start the match? Why can't we just go for it? Bringing on this play is very, very negative, And all we're going to do is just invite pressure. And we're going to get battered 5-1 or something. But we didn't. 
it worked. Yeah. It actually worked. So we should be really, really, really happy with this point. I think when United started squandering all of their chances, um, Pogba shooting wide, um, Fernandez's header, um, Maka just about keeps it, doesn't he? And, you know, that, that little bit of luck that says to the players, like, hey, you know, you can actually take something from this game. You don't have to capitulate. And they started believing themselves. And for the last, you know, 15 minutes, okay, they saved the added time, the last 15 minutes of ordinary time. Uh, we were very much in that game and we could have had the winner. That one-on-one with uh, that Armstrong had with De Gea. Fucking hell. All he had to do was just do exactly oh. what he did against Everton and that would have been it. Well, he didn't even need to do that, did he? <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, just go for the first post. Yeah. Uh, you win some, you lose some. Or you draw some, as it turns <laughs> yes. out to be. Um, but yes, that was it. We hung on. Uh, didn't think we would, to be honest. Um, how about you? Yeah, especially when it was the fifth. They announced five minutes of added time. We yeah, where the fuck did the that come six. from? <laughs> we were playing the sixth. I thought, fuck, here we play time or whatever you're supposed to call it these days. Yeah, no, I, there was some fans shouting that when they when the, when the uh, announcement came out. There's uh, there's five minutes of, of added on time. Someone behind me shouted out, "Fucking hell, was Fergie in the stands?" He was. <laughs> was he there? Oh. Yes. <laughs> oh well, there you go. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't think we were going to hang on in that time, and I thought oh, it's going to be heartbreaking if they lose it here because they didn't deserve it. And I thought a point was deserved, and I don't care what Solskjaer says, saying that that they should have, you know, they had, a, they created enough chances to win the game. I think if they had have won the game, it would have been cruel to us. So I think a point is a fair reflection. Considering how we defended and, and how well Salisu and Stevens, well, how much they improved, I think a point is fair. Yes, but okay. I, I want to focus uh, some attention on our centre-back pairing, uh, Stevens and Salisu. Dodgy performance is putting it nicely, I suppose, against Everton. Uh, wasn't too pleased with them being partnered again, uh, but I think they had good games. I think they turned it around. They, they, they improved massively, and yeah, and well, st- well, if it wasn't for Jack Stevens, we wouldn't have the opening goal. No. And, yeah, if it wasn't first Lisu, uh, we probably would have been one or two goals down. Exactly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very pleased with that. And, obviously, Livramento, oh, how good does he look? He's looking better and better, isn't he? Yeah, he's a, a, a live wire. Yeah, he's just, um, he makes things happen, doesn't he? he? He wants to, he's very direct. He wants to make things happen all the time. And that's, you know, that puts bums on seats and gets them back out again. So, About fantastic. Seventy minutes in, I was asking myself the the question because he really tailed off against Seven, and what he showed on the first half, he must have just you know thought that he was only going to get forty five minutes to to show what he could do, and just gave everything there. Um, can he last ninety minutes every week? You forget how young he is, mate. Yeah, I mean, he's only eighteen. He hasn't played senior football before. He's only going to get stronger. Hopefully, yeah. As long as Ralph doesn't break him. Yeah. Needs to hit the weights. I don't know, but I mean, he's, he's, he's so fast. I think if he was bulkier, then he wouldn't be able to, um, yeah, was it Fred? He just left him for, left him, left him for dead on the wing there. Hey, you're a poet. Mm, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, some stats, Kevin. Uh, 36% possession. You can expect that, can't you? Eight shots to their 15, uh, three on target to their four. Uh, any more stats that tickled your balls? <clears throat> Only just to compare it with the, the first half where, um, I mean, possession was more or less identical. Um, we had four shots in the first half 
four in the second. Um, they had eight in the first and seven in the second. Um, but yeah, three, uh, two of our three shots on target came in the second half. So it's quite an even match. I mean, it's, I thought it was going to be a game of two halves. Brilliant, and the second one we throw it away just like we did against Everton. But it turns mm-hmm. out there were two pretty much identical halves in terms of the performance and and what we were getting out of the players. Uh, one stat that really got me as well is the uh, the XG. The Saints XG was 0.62 and United's was 2.15. So. It was 1-1. One, one. <laughs> yeah, yeah XG's not everything, is it? No. Man of the match, Kevin? It's tough because, you know... Um, Some good individual performances there, I think. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Adams and Armstrong didn't have a huge amount of service, uh, but, yeah, what they did do with it was encouraging. Um, I thought Romeo was good at breaking up play uh, the way he does. Apparently, again, just, you know, an average performance and perhaps not good or bad. But, yeah, Livramento, he's definitely the standout player, isn't he? Um, he's edged out Walker-Peters, who was arguably maybe not the best player, but one of the best players from, from last season out of the picture. I think... He came um, on and played all right, though, to be fair today. He got he went over to the left, didn't he? And I thought he played well. Yeah, that's a, that's a strange one. Yeah, Ralph does like fucking about with the left backs, doesn't he? But, um, he hasn't got many of them, so he's got to. Well, yeah, I don't know. I thought Bednarik was going to come on and play left back. But, um, yeah, uh, I think after a poor performance last week, Salisu and Stevens um, had redeemed themselves slightly. I think if if Salisu was more solid, uh, defensively and um, Stevens could play out from the back more I mean that's a, a pairing that could theoretically work I suppose but yeah I think Sky gave their man of the match to Libramento and I, I don't see anybody else who really um, shines a light in that match to be honest yeah Premier League gave it to Mason Greenwood Sky gave it to Libramento <laughs> Um, you you gave it to Libramento I'm giving yeah. it to Libramento like, yeah. for who all, makes all... their decisions doesn't it yeah all the things you said. Yeah, he, he's... I'm so excited about him, to be honest. I, I'm trying to rein it in a bit because I don't want to be disappointed. If he has that, you know, that mid-season flop or, you know, he's pushed himself too hard or Ralph's used him too much or he gets injured and... I don't know. Set I don't off want, against oh, Chelsea or something. Yeah, but from what I've seen, I mean, the, 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 the kid... Because the he is a kid. He's a kid. He, he can do no wrong at the moment. I think he's doing everything he possibly can and I love it. And yeah, let's, it, let's it, leave the hype. Okay, yeah, Livermento, man of the match for me. Dean Hammond here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Okay, so we hit the road next week, uh, Wednesday night in the Carabao Cup second round against Newport County, and then on Saturday we head to the northeast St James's Park to play Newcastle. Uh, with us to preview both of those games, we have Tim. Tim, how are you this week? Uh, doing pretty well. Uh, things have cooled down here. A lot of rain in North Carolina, but nonetheless, uh, feeling good. And a good result today. Absolutely. Uh, pleasantly surprised and did not expect it. And uh, kudos to Ralph for making the tactical changes in the second half necessary. He made the subs all, I believe, pretty much at the right times and played the game well. Uh, obviously, they were going to come back and throw as much as they could at us, but we held them off for just one goal in the second half and played 
surprisingly well, had a deep amount of possession in that last 70-minute mark, 80-minute mark. And from there, uh, I'll take it. It gives us a – I just did not expect us to get anywhere close to a result. No, um, but we will be expecting a result on Wednesday night. So we head to Rodney Parade. Newport, Newport, the Taffy Apple. Okay, Newport County, Wednesday the 25th of August, 7.45 kickoff at Rodney Parade. Uh, famous fans of Newport County, Kev? Um, Goldie Looking Chain. I don't know. Are they from Newport? They they sponsored their kits at some point, I think. Oh, wow. Okay, I've got Michael Sheen written down, so that's it. Okay. No, that's all I got. Um, right, what do we know about Newport County? Uh, I will tell you before Tim, I'm going to jump in. Uh, fear not. Uh, so uh, they play at Rodney Parade, which is in Newport. Yes, I know. Uh, a capacity of just under 8,000. Seven hundred, no, seven thousand eight hundred and fifty to be precise. Um, also, they play rugby there, Dragons and Newport RFC, but never mind. Uh, nickname: They have a few actually. The Exiles, the Ironsides, the Port, or just simply the County. Take your pick. But I think they usually go with the Exiles. Uh, they founded in 1912, but reformed from Exile in 1989, hence the nickname, the Exiles. Managed by Michael Flynn, who, as mentioned earlier, won't be at the game because of a positive test. Currently playing in League Two. They are ninth at the moment. Uh, the top scorers, well, uh, Kevin Ellison, Robbie Wilmot and Alex Fisher with a goal apiece. And the last time we played them was in the FA Cup, which we won 3-2 in January 1968. Goals from John Sidney. Well. Yep, Frank Saul and Mick Shannon. I was not around for that one. Uh, but, Tim, you're going to tell us about their form this season, aren't you? Absolutely. It's a little a little strange to me that we're going to be playing three teams in Wales away. Well, it, not even before September hits. So That's with the crazy. two preseason games in Cardiff and Swansea, and all we have to get drawn is uh, Rexham uh, in the third round of the FA Cup, which yeah, would be an absolute treat. treat. You mentioned Wrexham last week, didn't you? Yeah, I'm um, they're not even league, though, are they? Not anymore. No. They are. They're in National League. Yeah. So okay. Well, yeah, not, not yeah. Question, yeah, non-league, yeah. So, nonetheless, though, uh, the, they beat uh, Ipswich Town 1-0 in the first round of the Carabao Cup uh, leading into this. So, they have the opportunity to play against us at home. So, they're both. They're also a Hummel sponsor, and their kit sponsor is actually the Alzheimer's Society. So, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, way better than Sportsbet.io that we have on our um, we have on in front of our shirt. Yeah. So cool. going like through their so going through their games, uh, they have played a complete random group of formations, and not in the four games that they've played uh, during the regular year, including the Carabao Cup, uh, they have not played the same formation once. So, so, what to expect from them? I have no clue. Uh, they've played a and now they've got two, a new manager a as well. So yeah, it's going to be yeah. worse. <laughs> yeah, a, a three-five-two, a four-two-three-one, a five-four-one, and a four-three-two-one Christmas tree. Uh, so seeing all that, I have no clue what's going on. All I do know is that the goal scorer uh, for them in the Carabao Cup game against Ipswich was Timmy Abraham, and yes, he is the brother of Tammy Abraham. On loan from Fulham there, which is a uh, pretty cool to 
pretty cool to see. I don't know. So, Sammy and Tammy, that's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so he's, uh, oh, yeah. And while he's played there, he, he, he started one game in the league, in, in League Two, and has two yellow cards already to his name. Sounds like Kane so. Ramsey. <laughs> uh, what, what do we expect from us though? It's gonna be a ro- it's it's gonna be a rotation. Now it's not gonna be a rotation of formation in any way, but I sincerely hope that it, Ralph is able to get a number of players playing throughout that. So what to expect? It's gonna be really really hard to know. Um, I'm hoping for a seven or eight person rotation, and I'm hoping for Redmond to uh, be fantastic like he was against Bournemouth. Uh, this past FA, FA Cup where he scored twice and, and looked really good against lower-level competition. So, nonetheless, uh, my predicted lineup is going to be Forster, uh, Valerie on the right, KWP on the left with Stevens and Bednarik. Now, I, Lincano is supposedly linked to us. He's going to sign. He's probably going to be Monday or Tuesday. I don't think he's going to be ready to be able to start. I would much have preferred him to start. And I think, but I think Salisu will get, uh, the bench. Uh, I hope, uh, I'm looking at Diallo to start. And while I would really prefer not JWP to start, he is the Iron Man. And I think he can use some rest because as we saw from some of his corner kicks and his free kicks, they were not, uh, up to what JWP's level normally is. So I was hoping he can get some rest. Uh, then I've got Redmond and Elianusi alongside Tella and Long up top. So, uh, and I, and then Broha will make the bench for the first time since he hasn't made, made the, uh, the bench the last few times. Yeah, Sorry, I, was hyping, what, I was hyping to see Broha, to be honest. Sorry, Kev. Yeah, yeah. What, what about Simeo as well? I mean, he could maybe fit in. So he's currently playing with the B team, and I think that they're going to be hesitant for him to play because if he hits the first team and makes a first team appearance in anything, then they got to pay 1.5 million pounds to Chelsea. Whoa. Okay, yeah. Mm, yeah, that clause. Uh, he's got to play at some point, though. Um, I, 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 I don't expect him to be playing this early. I don't know. It depends if we have a cup run. Then, you know, you might, if he's progressing still with the Bs, then maybe. Okay, that's cool. Uh, can we have a prediction then? Absolutely. So I think it's going to be 2-0. I think we're going to be shut down. Uh, they're going to want to try to f- maybe play that 5-4-1, where they're going to just try and sink back in and let us play, uh, which is can be tough for us at times because normally we want to play against teams that want to have that high press and so we can counter and work against them. But we're going to have too much talent for them to uh, make any difference. So uh, let's hope 2-0, knock it on wood, and Redmond with a goal and assist in this game. That's very specific. Um, Alex is also going 2-0 to Saints, but I'm going to go one better, and I'm going to go 3-0 to Saints. How about you, Mish? Um, I'm also going to go uh, 2-0 to Saints. Excellent. Gemma is going uh, 1-0 Saints. <laughs> she's not feeling too confident, but yeah, she's going 1-0. And what about Marina? Marina says 2-0 Saints. That's what I got my inspiration from. And Abby? 2-0. Caitlin is actually going 3-1. Okay. To, to Newport. No, <laughs> the Saints. You got that? You're writing this down, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Two 0 for Marina, one 0 for Gemma, two 0 for Abby, and three one for Kate. St James's Park. Okay, St James's Park. Then Newcastle United, uh, Saturday, the 28th of August at 3 p.m. Kickoff. Uh, nickname Magpies. Yeah, well done. Famous fans. The Balanchier of Jimmy Nail. Um, <laughs> Steve. 
Yes, well done. Um, Ant and Deck, Tony Blair, Chris Eubank, Sting, uh, and Brian Blessed. Gordon. Brian Blessed, he's from Yorkshire. Yeah, he's a big uh, Newcastle fan. Tony Blair's not a Geordie, is he? He was um, MP for uh, a North Eastern constituency, Sedgefield, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. Okay, we're, we're, we're kind of straying off topic here anyway. But yeah, uh, Newcastle United. Uh, Tim, uh, what can we expect from Newcastle? Good old Bruce Ball. Uh, we, they've lost their last two games so far. Uh, West Ham 4-2 and just most recently to Villa 2-0. Uh, right now, what they do have alongside us, since we have the Newport County game, they've got a game as well. And they're playing Burnley uh, at home for the Carabao Cup. So I'm going to be interested to see what type of rotation that they're going to do for that and see how that's going to affect their play because they do have to play a, um, a not a League 2 team. So that'll be fun. But I expect a very similar style to what they normally do, and that is kind of a 5-3-2 in the back with a 3-5-2 going forward. Um, those three center backs are the key to Bruce Ball because he loves his defense and he wants to build out from the defense um, from the defense first. Uh, right now, you get, they've got a bunch of injuries, specifically in their goal, in their goalkeepers. Uh, we've got Dubrovka, who's been out from an injury from from the Euros, and Carl Darlow is dealing with an extended bout of COVID. So he's both the both of them have been out and will be out for a while. And so Freddie Woodman is actually their goalie, and he's played uh, in different loan spells throughout the championship and getting his opportunity to thrive. Here, just like how Darlow did and he last four year, goals right? last week, so he's thriving. Yes, he, yeah, so six, six goal. Yeah, so we've got six goals in two games. So he's not really going to do well on the uh, FPL charts, that's for sure. Shane Long, um, nonetheless, against him, sure. Yeah. Nonetheless, uh, their new, newest signing, the Love most him. important signing for them, is is Joe Willick. Uh, about 25 million pounds they're expecting from that. And Arsenal has since that has then since replaced him with Odegaard. So who would you choose? I don't know. But Willock did, did a very great job in Bruce's offense last year. Uh, that when he wasn't alone for the, for the spring of 2021. So what are we looking for? What do we expect? Uh, it's going to be that 5-3-2 formation. That's pretty much guaranteed. And I don't see a lot of rotations outside of what they just played here against Villa. So in the back three, they had Shar, uh, Lascelles, and Fernandez. Their wing backs are Jacob Murphy, which we've had previously linked, kind of subtle links to, kind of like tier two, tier three uh, rumors over this uh, off season for him to, Sign with us, and then Matt Ritchie uh, at, the, at left wing back. Now they have an established in terms of their front five. They've got four of their five generally established now, and I think with the sign of Willick, it's definitely helped them out. Um, so you've got Miguel Almiron, Callum Wilson, uh, Joe Willick now, and then what do you, I guess who you're looking for? Who you're looking for that remaining person? Normally it's John Joe Shelby, uh, but he was out with injury this past week. I don't know if he'll be back. And then Isaac Hayden is the guy who replaced him. Uh, first man off the bench is going to be Ryan Fraser for them. After that, it's complete crapshoot, and they don't have much of a they don't have much of a bench. No, and they don't have much of a starting eleven really. Did you see um, yeah. Callum Wilson's missed opportunity? Ooh. Yeah. Wow. So 
the key matchups we're looking at is Willock to see if he's going to be able to get his groove. Uh, I think Willock against Romeo. Uh, Willock does tend to drift right, uh, as seen from the heat map from the last two, uh, from this past game alongside looking back in spring of 2021. Uh, and then so with Romeo and, uh, Perot, uh, to see what's going to happen there alongside Jacob, um, Jacob Murphy. And then of course you got the, the heavy hitter. ASM and Cal Wilson against Salisu and either Bednarik or Stevens. Who knows? And last but not least is Adam Armstrong is going back to where he first debuted as a premier as a teenager in the Premier League. Indeed, yeah, kind of score. It's got it written all over it. Yeah, I mean, looking at their formation against Aston Villa, they're playing Alan Massaman up front now, aren't they? They're playing him with with Callum Wilson, which. Which is fine. It's going to be difficult with them too because they're going to be a real handful. With him certainly, I think he has the power to change the game, doesn't he? Um, he's going to be a real, real problem for our Stevens and Salisi yeah. by the looks of it. Absolutely, ASM is going to is plays on a free role where Wilson is really that tar- that target man center, and yep. the last thing you want to do is let him run free. Absolutely, yeah. Um, predictions then. I'm going to kick off this one. I'm going to go two two. I'm going to go Desmond. I just think that I, I don't fancy Newcastle really this season. I think they're going to be struggling. I think they're on the similar, they're on a par with us. But at the same time, I don't think that we we have well we haven't got a very good record up there. We never seem to travel well. Um, but I I do think we're better than them, you know, on paper. And we can take some confidence from this Man United game and you know and the Newport game if we if we manage to scrape through there. But yeah, I think uh, I think two two is a fair. Fair prediction. So I'm going to I'm going to take two two. I've also got a Desmond written down here, so that's what I'm going to go with. Oh. it's nice. one of those games that we should really easily win. Um, Newcastle, yeah, this ten point nine. They've got their frailties, and they're they're really supposedly going to struggle this season. I mean, last season they definitely punched above their weight. But it's going to be one of those games that we should have really wrapped up by half time, but won't have. Well, we will we'll have, and then second half we'll uh, capitulate again. But yeah, yeah. Uh, Tim. So Ralph's got a real big trouble set coming on because three of our best players are playing for two spots uh, with our fullbacks. KWP is obviously fantastic. I thought he came in and slid in just far. So who's going to start against Newcastle is probably my biggest question. Um, I think he probably won't want to change it up, but I really, really, really like KWP in, in the lineup. And even if they're able to get Tino in the right wing, I would really like that. But who knows at this point. Uh, despite that, yeah, we're out for a disappointment. It is the farthest trip uh, that a away fan can take in the Premier League for an away, for a normal away match. Yeah. So from Southampton going to Newcastle. I will take a 1-1 uh, just because, like you said, there's going to be some deficits in problems along the way. And we will let an easy one in. It'll be a mistake, but we'll catch one back. Okay. Um, and Alex is going for a 2-1 Newcastle win. Uh, and the wives, uh, Gemma is going. <laughs> Guess what Gemma's going, Kev? 1 0 Newcastle. No, she's going 0 0. How do you keep getting this wrong? <laughs> yeah, she's going 0 0 Newcastle. Uh, Marina, sure. sorry, 0 0 Newcastle. Wow. It's been a long day. She's going 0 0. Uh, Marina, what's Marina going with? Marina's uh, sided with you on a 1 0 draw. Sorry, Tim, with the Tim on a 1 0 draw. Okay. Um, and Abby is going. 2-1 Saints. Wow. The only one to predict the Saints win. <laughs> so far. So far. Well, the only one left is Caitlin, and she's going 1-1. Mm. 
and large jurors. Right. Okay. So, Tim, we will speak to you next week, and we will have the West Ham, I believe, to preview after the international break. Fucking hell. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, Tim, thanks again for joining us. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Always a pleasure. Even when when I'm grouchy. Especially. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, cool. I'll speak to you soon, mate. Bye now. Hi, I'm Matt Letitia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, welcome back to Extra Time. Uh, We'll start with predictions then. Uh, The Man United game, I went 4-0 United, you went 4-1 United, Tim went 3-0 United, and Alex went 3-1 United. So, well, no scores there. So the scores remain the same. Two to me, two to you, two to Tim, none to Alex. Uh, wife wars, Kev. How's that going? Um, it, it's going quite well uh, for someone. Oh yeah, Marina um, went one-one, didn't she? We laughed. She did go one-one. Yeah. Well yeah, done, Marina. Well done. Yeah, so she gets a uh, full five points, right? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that puts her in the lead, uh, just behind uh, Gemma, who did predict a draw, but a nil-nil draw. Okay. She gets two points to put her on four. Uh, Caitlin and Abby scored nothing because they predicted United to win. Uh, three nil and two nil respectively, so that leaves Caitlin on two and Abby on that. Nice, good start. Uh, Super six then. If you want to join the league, it's the code is YZLCSM. That's Yankee Zulu Lima Charlie Sierra. Mike. Round three winner was Colin Carter with seventeen points. Uh, round four was won by Ryan Harris with fourteen and Laura Woods with fourteen. The Laura Woods. Um, that means the overall scores. Uh, Bradley Lloyd, a slender two-point lead over Colin Carter on 40. PL, Kevin, fantasy football. Yes. Um, again, it's a little early to judge because uh, West Ham Leicester hasn't played yet, but uh, it's not looking good for me. Uh, 36 <laughs> points, uh, leaving me uh, almost rock bottom. Oh, really? Uh, above, oh, no. above John Bailey and Jamie Allen in our Podders League. Uh, again, Matt Mark Stones, Mitrovic is just running away with it. He got 100 last week and he's got 62 so far this week. And, uh, yeah, I don't know, Michael Antonio is probably going to score a hat-trick. So, yeah, there's more to come from him. How's your team doing? Not very well. I mean, I got Sanchez with six months. Ruben Diaz um, got me 11 Maguire, my Man United players didn't do very well. I got Wamba Saka and he got two. Maguire got one. He got booked, didn't he? Um, uh, and my captain, Bruno Fernandes, had an off day. Of course he did. Um, so he only picked me up two. So I got 44 points. Although I, I did have Rafinha, so he, he scored, which was nice. So done. The uh, big in that number of podcasters league, I don't even know what the I'm not even on the first page anymore. 51st. Um, yeah, Tim's in 47th. Um, I am, I'm 49th. Really? I'm just above you, Kev. Ah. Which is where I like to be. I like to keep you underneath me. Jesus. Top three are Matt Markstone in third. Chino Aureño, his Newcastle United. What the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> 168 points. And, and the top and, one uh, as well. Deep, yeah, yeah Forest. Harko <laughs> Sumina, um, 172 points. Nottingham Forest aren't even in the Premier League. You can't even have any of their players. Mind you, having having said that, the Newcastle United team hasn't got any Newcastle players in his team either. Has he not? Oh, no, I tell you, he's got got, um, Callum Wilson and he's on the bench. Best place for him. uh, Yeah, a wise decision made because he's also got Danny Ings and he's scored. That's a good-looking team. Look at that. 
Right, he's doing very well. well. So, yeah. Um, Russian phrase, Kevin? All right, how about Livramaniak? Livramaniak. Yeah. And what does that mean? Livramaniak. Oh, okay. That will work. Livramaniak. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, right. Uh, buy me a coffee. Uh, a reminder. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, if you appreciate what we do uh, and you feel like, you know, we deserve a pint or a drink, then, you know, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Um, that would be fantastic. It would help us uh, massively. Yeah, I fancy a pint. <laughs> good. Good, good. Uh, next week, we will discuss our trips to Newport County and Newcastle United, and we'll preview our return back home uh, to West Ham on the 11th of September. And that's the international break then, isn't it? So um, until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Southampton. Podcast Network.